0: Pray write to tell us how you got home, for they say that you had bad weather after you sailed Monday, and we are anxious. Letter from Lee Hunt to Percy Bysshe Shelley. All week the priests and religiosi wound up and down the baked streets, praying for rain. Unheeding, the Tuscan sun beat down, crops turning to dust in the fields, grapes withering on the vine. On Monday afternoon, July 8th, the Ariel left the harbor in a lowering, stifling heat. For a time, the slim man with tangled fair hair watched the distant witch light flickering in the leaden sky. The sultry heat seemed to crackle with weird energy. The stillness was oppressive. The boat's other two occupants, Edward Williams and the boy Charles Vivian, conversed briefly their words barely filtering into his consciousness. The young man raked fingers through the golden hair that was perpetually in his eyes, then turned his attention once more to the book of Keats's poetry. The boat creaked, the sails whispering to each other. The storm that whipped up off the black glass ocean was like an enchanted thing, so sudden, so parlous, the pages in the book flapped like chattering paper teeth. Shelly, God's sake! He came out of his trance to see William struggling with the tiller. Thrusting the book half folded back into his jacket pocket, he lunged to help with the sails. Rain stung their hands and faces like an angry swarm, soaking them to their skin in seconds. The many laughing misadventures of the long summer could not prepare them for this tempest. The main sheet jammed, they could not bring the sails down. Williams was swearing, his curses carried off in the shrieking gale. The boy crouched in the belly of the boat, eyes black as India ink. Ariel bucked and plunged like one of Will Mouse's toy boats in a bathtub sea, as though a giant hand pushed a wall of water toward them. A wave hit them from the side. The yacht was almost swamped. Shelley was sent sprawling. The provisions they had purchased in leghorn scattered about him, bottles bobbing in the rapidly pooling water. And he remembered whales, remembered political pamphlets in dark green bottles, and Will-o'-the-wisp balloons. We'll have to swim for it, William shouted. He grabbed for the boy, who fought him off in a blind animal panic. Shelly. Shelly clung to the gunwale with wet white fingers, laughing unsteadily. Are you mad? The wind whipped the words away as it whipped away any chance of survival. They were miles off the coast of Spezia. Even if one could swim, and he could not, it was too far. He righted himself with difficulty, wrapping his arms tightly about his torso. Almost instantly, he lost his balance and had to grab for a tangle of rigging. Williams abandoned fighting the boy and came to him, but Shelley fended him off, shaking his head. There was nothing for it. Williams began to strip, pulling his shirt over his head. The aerial healed. In dreadful pantomime, Williams flailed blindly, lost his balance, and plunged off the side. He vanished beneath the sickly-hued waves in an instant. Shivering in the water and debris, the boy began to keen. Shelley tried to smile at him. The world dissolved in wind and rain and thunder.